0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Get into the word. We're going to jump right into this. We've been talking about declaring war, whether it was over our thoughts, over our words, over what we're fighting for. Right? We're talking about declaring war. This morning I want to talk to you about Declaring war for your family. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. We've been speaking out of the book of Judges and going over the life of Gideon. And in order to set a foundation this morning, I want to uh, reiterate a couple of scriptures that we already talked about throughout this series, but just to set a foundation and to have us go where God wants to take us this morning. Amen? Amen. So Judges 6, verse 1. The Israelites... The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. Excuse me. When I read this scripture, I got, I got some hope, right? We could easily be reading this morning, uh, the Israelites did evil what was in the Lord's sight, right? And they were handed over to be put to death, right? Right? Or they were handed over to their destruction, right? Because the Israelites, we're going to see as we go on, we're in this repetitive cycle of sin, right? So we could easily be reading this morning that God was just done with them. He said, you guys keep sinning. You keep falling into the same things. I'm done. I'm handing you over to be put to death, right? But instead, we read that he handed them over for seven years, right? And that gave me hope. Why? Because he handed them over for a period of time, meaning... God's heart is a a heart of restoration, amen? God's heart is a heart of redemption. When we mess up, he doesn't want to just hand us over to the enemy to be destroyed, right? When we mess up, God wants to redeem us and restore us. So take courage this morning in that seven years, because God's heart is a heart of restoration, Amen? amen? Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for this time of gathering, Lord. This time of equipping, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would begin to enter every heart this morning, every mind, God, that you would increase our capacity to learn and comprehend this morning, God. We thank you for your word. God, let it be your encouragement, your word this morning, God. And just as our pastor preached last week, let us not be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. God, let us apply everything you have for us this morning, God. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So God's heart is a heart of restoration. It's a heart of redemption. He doesn't want to just hand us over to our failures. He doesn't just give up on us, right? We just worshiped right now. We said God is fighting for us, Amen? amen? Right? We talked about his mercy this morning. We worshiped and we thanked him for his mercy this morning. God's heart is a heart of restoration, right? And I just wanted to encourage you this morning with that verse, As we get started, I want to encourage you and let you know, hey, you might be in a position right now where you don't feel like you're worthy to be serving God, or you're in this repetitive cycle of sin, and God wants you to know that he loves you, and he wants to redeem you, and he wants to restore you this morning. Somebody say amen. Amen. Judges 6, verses 2 through 6. I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but I put it up there just for your uh, visual, for you you to get a visual of what we're talking about. I am going to summarize it, though, this morning. In these, in these uh, verses, we find that because of, the sin of, uh, because of their sin, they were stuck in this situation where they were being forced to hide out. They were living under cruel conditions. They were hiding out in caves and in strongholds, right? They p- planted crops, but they didn't reap a harvest because the Midianites were coming in and taking everything that they had. So... They were working and toiling the ground, and they were planting crops, right, waiting waiting for their harvest. But the Midianites would come in and take everything they had. And if that wasn't enough, they didn't just take everything. They destroyed what was left behind, right? So they took everything. They destroyed everything that was left behind. So they were living in cruel conditions. Wouldn't you agree? They were reduced to starvation. So what do you do when you find yourself hiding out? What do you do find when you find yourself living under circumstances that you were never meant to live in? You do as the Israelites did, and you cry out to God. Amen? You repent, and you cry out to God. Right? What is repentance? It's to change your direction. Right? Change your direction. Pastor Dan said last week, don't do a 360 because you're going to go back the same way you did. Do a 180, right? You repent, you do a 180, and you cry out to God. And because he's a God of restoration... Because he's a God of mercy and grace, he will restore you because that's his heart. Amen. Amen. So in the book of Judges, we find this cycle of sin and deliverance. The children of Israel would rebel. God would discipline. Israel repents and God delivers. Right. If you ever read the book of Judges, you would see that chapter after chapter after chapter. They 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 sinned again. They rebelled again. Right? They were in this cycle of sin and deliverance. Had me questioning God, how many times have I been caught in that same cycle? Right? How many times have you been caught in the same cycle as they were in? Right? One of the things that bothers me most is uh, when I talk to God and have to ask for forgiveness for the same thing over and over. It bothers me personally. Right? It's that cycle of sin and deliverance. But thank God he's a God of mercy. Amen? Amen. Caught in this sin and deliverance, we find Gideon. He was questioning God about their circumstances, he was hiding out. Right? He was living in places he wasn't meant to live in and questioning God God, why is this happening? Right? I heard stories of you, I heard how you delivered people and us in the past. I heard how you came through with miracles in the past, right? He was questioning God. If you are God, why is this happening to us? And eventually, he cried out to God. In Judges 6, verse 14, we find that after he cries out to God, God appoints him as the solution. Amen? We read, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites have I not sent you. Right. In other words, Gideon, you're the solution. Right. In other words, you're the solution. Right. Have you ever found yourself hiding out or uh, in a situation or under circumstances and questioning God, God, why am I going through this? God, why is this happening to me? God, why are they treating me like this? Why is everything that I've worked for in life being taken from me? Right? If you ever find yourself in that position again, we do as the Israelites did, and we cry out to God. Amen. You guys awake with me this morning? All right, all right, all right. I'm just checking. So you are the solution. Right? Usually what bothers you in life is what you've been called to do in life. Right? Usually what bothers you in life, and, and I said this before. Hopefully, it's not just the person next to you that bothers you in life, right? Because that's not what we're talking about here. Usually, what bothers you in life, don't look at your husband or your wife or your kids. <laughs> you just stay looking straight. <laughs> but if something bothers you, it's usually because God impressed that on your heart, right? God is starting something up in you. God is stirring something up in you. Why? Because he wants to use you to be the solution, right? Right? Gideon, you are the solution. Judges 6, 16, it says, And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Amen, Amen, right? Surely I will be with you, right? God doesn't just call us to be the solution to whatever bothers us in life. But he promises us that as we go to be that solution, that he will be with us. Surely I will be with you, right? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Surely I will be with you, right? It's like, you got this. You're the solution, and I'm going to go forth with you, right? You're the solution, and I'm going to be with you, right? Take courage in that. God is with you, right? That's what he said. I'm with you, mighty warrior. I'm with you. You're the solution. Surely I will be with you. Somebody say amen, Amen. because it's quiet in here. (laughs) So Gideon, after questioning God and after crying out to him, has now been appointed by God to set a nation free, right? He was bothered. Our nation is under oppression. Our nation is suffering, right, being reduced to starvation, taking everything that we have. Our nation is suffering. God says, you're the solution. I'm appointing you. But before you save a nation... I got one task for you, Gideon. And we find that in Judges 6, 25, it says, Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the idol pole that is beside it. Remember, Israel was in bondage because of their sin, Right? God said, Gideon, before you save a nation, I want you to take down the altar of Baal that's in whose house? Your father's house, right? Take down the altar in your father's house, which leads me to believe that Gideon was in this cycle because of the previous generation's choices, right? Take down the idol in your father's house, the altar in the idol in your father's house. How important is it is it for us, for parents, to defeat what we have going on in our lives, right? What we don't defeat in our lifetime, we pass it down to the next generation to suffer its consequences. Right? Come on, that's a good place. That's true. I spent more than half of my life fighting battles that were never mine to fight they were passed down from the previous generation. And growing up, I didn't realize that. When I gave my life to God, I I, I started to see and I started to understand why I was the way I was or why I did the things I did. It was modeled to me, amen? It was passed down from the previous generations, right? I spent years fighting addiction, anger, lust. I'm telling on myself, now. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real this morning, Amen. These things were passed down that were modeled for us, and I don't hold it against the generation before me. I forgave and I moved on, right? Come on, somebody. Well, it might not be your fault where you're at in life. It might not be your fault the circumstances you're under or the battles that you're fighting, right? They might have been passed down from the previous generation, but come on, we're, we're, we're grown, Right? It's our fault if we choose to stay there, amen? We have to take responsibility. Come on, somebody. Our children, they'll have enough battles to face on their own, right? There's a lot going on nowadays. We, we see the times we live in, right? There's a lot going on. They'll have their own battles to fight, right? It's important for us as parents if we're fighting for our families, if we're declaring war for our families, it's important for us to defeat the giants in our lives. It's important for us to start at home. Amen? So Gideon's first task as God's appointed deliverer was to remove the cause of Israel's idolatry by tearing down the altar of Baal. So this is true for us. Before we can save a nation, before we can... Uh, save a city, before we can make an impact in the world around us, just like Gideon, we have to start at home, right? It starts at home. Our battle starts at home. We all have it in us, right? We all have that desire to make an impact, that desire to be known for something great, that desire to rescue a nation, right? I know I was created for something, something much more, right? I I remember coming to CWC. It's been, I think, 12 years now. But when I first came, I I seen people just, like, operating in their calling and and, and anointed and doing things for God. I'm just like, man, God, what's my purpose? I used to ask that all the time. What's my purpose, God? What have I been called to do, right? And, And I would talk to people, you know, in the church, and they would be like, man, you're a great dad, right? You're a great dad. You know, you're raising your children, you're a great dad. And, but inside, I was like, ah, there's got to be more than, than it to that, right? <laughs> I want to be known for something else, too. You know, I, want, I know God's created me for more than that. And uh, uh, recently, we were doing an honor series in, on a Wednesday service, and uh, Pastor Dan came up to me, and he said, you know, you once said you wanted to be known for something great other than being a parent. He said, but there's nothing greater than that. <laughs> Amen. There's nothing greater than that, right? Your family, God blessed you with, right? They're not a mistake. Sometimes we might think that. (laughs) I don't want to say too much because I got a couple in here. (laughs) They're a blessing from God, right? Come on, somebody. An idol. All right, let me back up. Gideon had to tear down the idol in his father's house before he could Before he could set a nation free, amen, it starts at home. Before you accomplish what God wants for your life, it starts at home, amen. What's an idol? It's an image or a representation of a God used as an object of worship, a person or thing that is greatly admired, loved, and revered, right? So it leads me to ask, what idols need to be torn down in your home, hmm? What idols have we set up in our house? What what other things are we worshiping? Are we having respect for? Or are we loving or serving other than God in our home? What needs to be torn down in your house? God says before you can do anything great, it starts at home, right? Is it your love for your job? Is it... Uh, your finances are you chasing after money or you know is it an addiction what, whatever it might be it's an idol if it comes before god it's an idol yeah. amen yeah. so the problem is that some of us find ourselves in this same cycle of sin and deliverance the problem with that cycle is it only delays the promises of god in our lives right And not only our lives personally, but it delays the promises of God in our children's lives, right? Again, we don't want to pass down anything that's not meant for them to be fighting or dealing with, right? We don't want to delay the promises of God in their lives. We don't want them to waste half their life fighting things that were never meant for them to fight. Amen? Amen. It's a good place to clap. (laughs) There's this spiritual attack on families today, right? It's not a secret that the enemy aims his arrows at families, right? We first see this in the book of Genesis when he tries to disrupt the marriage of Adam and Eve, right? He tried to come in and disrupt it. And then the book right after that in the Bible, don't ask me what it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we see the same enemy trying to attack two brothers, Right? Came Cain and Abel, even to the point where one of them killed the other. There's a spiritual attack on families today. From that time on, our homes and our families have been in his sights, the enemy's sights. Amen? There's a couple reasons why his sights are on our homes. The enemy wants to destroy what God created, Right? Family has been instituted and established by God, right? It's always been God's plan. Genesis 127 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Who created them? Amen. Male and female, he created them. So family is God's, it's God's plan. Right? Family has and always will be God's plan for our lives here on earth, right? Come on, somebody. He said to fill the earth, right? To subdue it, right? To multiply and subdue it, right? Some of us are multiplying a little too much. (laughs) I won't say no names. (laughs) But it's all good. It's God's plan, amen? (laughs) Another reason why the enemy wants to attack our families is he wants to take out our primary place of disciple-making. Amen? Amen? The first place for making disciples is in the home, right? We as parents, it's our responsibility to raise up disciples, to disciple our children, right? It's not the church's responsibility. It's not the neighborhood's responsibility. It's not the school's responsibility. It's our responsibility to disciple our children. We can't pass the book, right? We can't be passive in it neither, Right? Some of us don't want to be too all up in our kids' business, right? But sometimes you got to get all up in it. Sometimes you got to just see what they're up to, right? Check their phones. It's all right, (laughs) right? God will forgive you. (laughs) But we can't be passive, right? If we're not discipling our children, somebody else will, right? I don't want the school systems discipling my kids, I don't want the streets discipling my kids. Amen? We have to disciple them. It starts at home. Because of this attack on families, opposition shouldn't come at a surprise. Right? Right. The moment you make a stand and the moment you start to declare, I'm going to fight for my family, I'm declaring war over my family, is the moment you'll probably start seeing opposition. Right? right? Nehemiah faced this opposition in Uh, Chapter 4, verse 14, we read, After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Right? Right? Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Somebody say, fight for your families. Come on, you got to declare that. I'm going to fight for my family. Amen? Nehemiah said, I looked things over right, as we begin to fight for our families, you first have to look things over, right, assess where you guys are as a family, assess where your children are at, right, assess where your relationship is with your spouse, you have to look things over first, right, we can't wait till it's too late and the kids are out the door, or our husband or our wives are out the door, right, And we're like, wait, what happened here, right? Assess the situation now. Don't be afraid of them, right? What is God saying? Don't be afraid of the enemy, right? You can expect opposition, but don't be afraid. Remember who? Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, amen? It may not be where you want it to be, right? After you do some assessing, it may not be where you want it to be. Your relationship with your kids might not be where you want it to be at. Your relationship with your spouse might not be where you want it to be at, right? Even your relationship with God, it might not be where you want it to be at. Assess it, right? Take a stand. I'm giving up my next point right now. (laughs) But assess the situation and don't be afraid, right? Make some changes, amen? Amen. I don't know how many times I, I had the thought cross my mind about giving up, Right? Man, I, I wanted to give up so many times. In the beginning of my walk with God, I was like, it's easier to, it's easier to do nothing than to handle responsibility. I'm not going to say it. it's easier to be out there in the streets and doing things I shouldn't be doing than to have responsibility and take care of responsibility. It ain't easy, right? It ain't easy. It's okay to want to give up at times. That was me yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got four teenagers at home, and I, I'm in a, a new chapter. We're in a new chapter in our house, right? And it ain't easy. I got one, one giving me a thumbs up in the background. <laughs> it's not easy. It's a right to want to give up at times. Just don't. Remember, don't. Amen? Some of us give up too early. Some of us throw the towel in too early. We throw the towel in right before breakthrough happens. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.